Hello and welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Brian. And today we've got a bit of a bonus episode for you. You will know that we normally just put out podcasts every two weeks, but something special has happened in the world of moving to New Zealand that we just could not hold back from. So this is fantastic news from Immigration New Zealand about the skilled migrant categories. They are now opening up the borders again as from the 9th of October this year. Charlotte has got some great news about how to do it and what sort of points that you need to qualify to come over to New Zealand to be a skilled migrant. Yeah, like Bryce said, there's just been a lot of changes, big announcements, and what better way to talk to you about this and explain it in such a clear way than someone who does this every single day as her job. So Charlotte is just fantastic. She's part of our our private Slack community. You'll hear her talk about that Slack community quite a lot through the video. You know, she'll say things like, oh yeah, I'll put it on Slack. I'll say, I'll tell it to the group. The reason she's saying that, just so you know, is because this video was originally recorded just for our private members. But this is such valuable information that we just needed to share it with the world. And so that's what you're hearing. So don't forget, if you are listening to this podcast for the first time and you don't know anything about this paid community or a Slack group, um, Brian and I facilitate, we run and are part of a private community surrounded by like-minded adventurers like yourself, who is making it their dream, making it happen to move to New Zealand and are surrounding themselves with as many people with all the resources they need and the information they need and friendships and community as they make this mammoth move over to New Zealand. And within that community, we have the likes of Charlotte from NZ Immigration Services. We have Brett from Starwood Pet Travel. We've got Prudence from Accent Health. There are a lot of professionals within that community that are helping those who are moving. So that is a a quick roundup of what that community is about. Now, if you'd like to know how to get into that community, we would like you to take our free, absolutely free, five-day video guide. This is five days worth of videos where we share just a quick video every day, like five minutes of life in New Zealand is a really, really special a little series that me and Brian made just to show you about what life is like here. You know, it's just, you want to know, you're at the other side of the world and you want to know what New Zealand is like. And that is the perfect way to do that. So like I say, it's absolutely free. You can go to www.nzahead.com slash free to get to that free five-day video guide. And then on day five, you will be given the opportunity, you'll be given more details and the opportunity to join our private community. It's all there. I don't need to tell you anymore. On day five, it comes into your inbox and all the information is there. And if you'd like to join that community and be amongst me and Brian and lots of other wonderful like-minded people, including Charlotte and like I just said, the other people, then just go today, get to day five and then off you go. And hey, Liz, you forgot to tell them about our Australian friends from Tor FX. So if you're coming over here and you're thinking, how do I get my money over here? Tor FX, wonderful people. Check out the description and you'll see a link to go to Tor FX. Yes. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy this little episode on what changes have been happening with Immigration New Zealand and how you can move forward to making your dream about moving to New Zealand a reality. Cut it, cut it, cut it. the NZ Ahead podcast. Everything you need to know about moving to and living in New Zealand. There's a whole world here. 
a bro. We are your hosts, Liz and Brian. Amazing New Zealand in the Southern Seas. See, that's where I belong. That's home. Good morning, Charlotte, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here. So, yeah, we've got Charlotte from New Zealand Shores Immigration Advisors with us with a bit of a news flash, actually, because there's been a change in the... Um, skilled migrant list. Skilled that's migrant. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, that's okay. You saw me pause the skilled, there. The skilled migrant ca- category. Category, Brian. I can't, even, Brian, I can't category. Even speak on a Monday morning either, yeah. yeah. So we just, we're so grateful that you've offered to just jump on here with a call with us and just fill us in in what is happening in the immigration world. So yeah, I'm just going to let you take it away. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so big announcement uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think about, about 10 days ago now, um, Immigration New Zealand, as proposed, have completely decided to revamp the skilled migrant category. So it's the biggest change we've probably seen in about 15 years in this space. Um, traditionally, the skilled migrant category has been the predominant pathway to residence for most skilled migrants. I would say probably 80 to 90% of my clients who get job off in New Zealand have traditionally gone down this pathway. So it is a big change. It does affect a lot of people. We had seen skilled migrant be closed for basically two and a half years after the border shut. They didn't process any applications. Pre-COVID, we had a points threshold of 160. When they reopened the category in November last year, we had one selection at 160 points, and then they pushed the threshold up to 180. And that's what we've had since, I think, December was the first selection we had at 180 points. So we're going into quite a different format now. Um, We're going from 180 points to six. So in the way those six points are claimed is a lot simplified compared to what it used to be. They've changed it to basically you have to be eligible under one of three options. So you can be eligible under your income. So if you're earning 1.5 times, two times or three times the median wage, uh, you can claim various points. Or you can be eligible under holding an occupational registration. Um, So that's like a job where you have to have an occupational registration to do that job. Or immigration have also added um, some additional roles in there that we haven't seen before on that occupational registration list. And basically points are allocated depending typically on how long it takes to train to do that role. So for example, a carpenter, they can claim three points if they obtain a registration as a licensed building practitioner. Whereas an accountant who becomes a chartered accountant in New Zealand can claim six points on the basis of their occupational registration. So yeah, there's quite a few different occupations in there. So if anyone's got questions um, later after you've listened to this and you're still confused, please feel free to reach out and I can try and clarify that for you. Um, I will also pop a link in the um, Slack group so you can go and have a look and a bit of a play to see um, if your occupation is on that list because it'll make a lot more sense doing it that way than me rambling about it. Um, The third way you can be eligible is via a qualification. So bachelor's degree or higher, uh, bachelor's degree is worth three points, a master's is worth five, or a PhD is worth six. Um, If you are someone who can claim three points perhaps um, on the basis of your income or three points on the basis of your occupational registration or three points on the basis of your qualification, you then have to work in New Zealand for a further three years to claim your total of six points. So um, one year work experience in New Zealand is one point, two years work experience in New Zealand is two points, and you get the picture, three years work experience in New Zealand is three points. So you have to be able to prove a total of six 
points at time of application. Um, so if you're someone who's done perhaps a PhD and that's recognised by immigration, either through their policy or um, the New Zealand Qualifications Authority, you could apply for residence the minute you had a job offer. Um, or if you're a chartered accountant, you can claim six points through your occupational registration. You get a job, um, same thing applies. You could apply straight away. Uh, if you perhaps hold a master's degree, you then need to work a master's degree with five points. You then need to work in New Zealand for 12 months to claim that extra point to claim six. So um, in some ways it is a lot more simpler, um, but I think it will take time for everyone to get their heads around it. And, you know, and are you eligible? Are you not eligible? Um, is your occupation perhaps been added to that registration list? So actually perhaps it didn't used to be and now it is. Um, so there is a few things for people to get their head around in that space. Um, so yeah, I will also in the state group pop a really nice infographic that Immigration New Zealand have provided to us because that will um, visually help people, I guess, understand. It breaks it down into what um, what is worth X number of points, basically. And you should from there be able to figure out um, what you know, what your eligibility looks like moving forward. Um, there are some things that haven't changed. So you still have to be under 56 to be able to apply for residence. You still have to have a job offer in New Zealand, which is an offer of skilled employment. Um, and you just will have to meet health and character concerns. So all of those things are still the same. It's just how you claim those points, which has changed. Uh, go on, Brian. Go on. I, I, so, so say you, you know, you mentioned carpets are like tradies and stuff like that. So I know when I came over 15 years ago or 14 years ago, you, you had to have so many years experience in your your own country, like over 10 years. And that added to the points like uh, to get you over that magical 160 odd or whatever it was. Um, so what you're saying now, you can't come over as a skilled migrant straight off the bat. You, you've got to, you, you've got to get a job first and then come and work here. As such. In my, yeah, in most cases. So there's only a certain number of people who will be able to claim six points up front. So that is people with PhDs, right. um, people whose occupational registrations are worth six points, for which there aren't that many, to be honest. Yeah. Um, most are worth somewhere between three to five. Um, or if your salary is three times the median wage, which at the moment in a, on a yearly basis is about in the 180K bracket. So it is quite high. Yeah. Um, so for the majority of people, they will now need to come and work in New Zealand um, for a period of time before being eligible. Um, immigration don't take into account you know, what your work experience was offshore in terms of your eligibility anymore. So we can't claim points in that space. Right. It is purely based on those three things. Um, but then there are other pathways to residency as well now. So um, there's the straight to residence category, which if you are on tier one of that green list, you can apply for residency immediately. Um, there is also a couple of other options where if you've worked in New Zealand for two years, so there's um, tier two of the green list, the work to residence category. Um, a funny thing we've actually seen, though, is that there are, so like an electrician, for example, um, they're a really good example. They can claim four points for their occupational registration under the skilled migrant category and then work in New Zealand for two years to claim their six. But they're also on the green list under tier two so they can apply under the work to residence category after two years of working in New Zealand so there's um there will be some people who it will be a case of 
you know, what is your fastest pathway to residence? Um, for example, if you're in like an ICT profession and your occupation's on tier one of that green list and you can apply for straight to residency, that would be your pathway rather than claiming perhaps three points for your bachelor's degree and then working in New Zealand for three years. So there will be a lot of, um, I guess, case-by-case -case basis as to yeah. what are you, what is going to be your fastest pathway to residency, basically. This is going to be such good news to so many people because it's literally, it has been just, no, you have to be either in the healthcare industry or you have to have a, like, you know, a specialized job to get mm -hmm. in. Um, do you still, can you just clarify, do they still need that um, offer when the job offer comes in? Does it still need to be from, I can't remember what the name is, but they have to be like, um, you know, like registered, yeah, accredited, that's the word. Yeah. An accredited employer, yeah. So immigration is moving into every single employer who hires any kind of migrant, whether you're coming in on the accredited employer work visa or a working holiday visa, or even if you're the partner of a work visa holder, um, all employers will need to be accredited. The only people who won't be impacted by that is if your partner is um, on tier one of the green list. Um, those people still get full open work rights and can work for whoever they want, or if you're the partner of a New Zealand citizen. And so those are kind of the only two exceptions. So yeah, um, moving forward. So from October, when this policy comes in, uh, October the 9th, I think it is, um, every employer will need to be accredited. So at the moment, if you're eligible under policy as is, and you can claim that 180 points to apply, you don't actually have to have employment with an accredited employer, but that's only with us till mid-August. And then we have a month stand down period before this new policy comes in. So say I'm a little plumbing shop in, in New Plymouth and I want to, I have, I can't get anyone to work for me and I just need to look overseas for that. How hard is it for me to become accredited as an, as an employer? Super straightforward. Um, it's not document heavy. It takes us probably maybe half an hour to prepare really? the application. Um, immigration approved them within five to ten days, so they're really really quick. Oh, um, that's good to know. And it, yeah, it's. It's, there used to be old accreditation, which a lot of employers still remember, and that was document heavy, and you had to send off applications that were like two kgs worth of paper. Uh, we're not in that space anymore. So it's more about, um, it's gone from employers wanting to hire a lot of migrants for accreditation to Immigration New Zealand using accreditation to basically stamp out migrant exploitation. Yeah. So when they grant accreditation, they check things like, have you adhered to employment law and immigration law in the past? Um, so if you, you have a company who's perhaps been called out for either of those things, they won't be granted accreditation and they won't be allowed to hire migrants. So accreditation overall, I think, is a good thing. Yeah. Um, it is obviously another cost to employers. So if you want to hire up to five migrants, the immigration fee is 740. If you want to hire five plus, you know, whatever, you could hire five or a thousand. Um, it's about $1,400. So, um, but that is valid for two years. But ultimately, yeah, for migrants, it's a good thing. Yeah. Mm. I don't think that's that bad, actually. I thought it would be more than that. That's not that bad, is it? To, to know that you're going to be able to hire people from, you know, to do the job. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, a lot of employers are a bit grumpy about it because they don't want to have to spend the money. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> for how long it's valid for, it's definitely not that bad. Yeah. So why do you think New Zealand? Why why have we done? Why has New Zealand done this? Why has all this big change happened? Um, it's all part of immigration's um, rebalancing act, is what they're calling it. So they first kind of talked about this during COVID. Um, 
the, it was actually the Minister of Immigration stood up and made this big announcement. I think it was must have been 2021 about how um, they wanted to rebalance the immigration system to ensure that they were attracting more highly skilled migrants um, and ensuring that people didn't end up in a situation where they came to New Zealand, um, weren't eligible for residence, ended up quite settled here because they may have been on work visas for 10 years and you know then almost felt entitled to be able to apply for residence because they've been here for so long. Um, and, and in some ways it's good. I mean, I think the policy in some ways is really good. Um, in other ways, there are certain trades that will miss out on being able to apply for residence because they're not covered either by that green list um, or they don't have an occupational registration or they don't have a bachelor's degree. Um, so a couple that we're seeing already quite impacted is the likes of like fitter turners, CNC machinists, they've got kind of at this stage no pathway to residency. I mean, that could change. So it's, you know, obviously early days. We might have change of government at the end of year, which means there may be further policy changes in that space as they come in and make their own mark. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's putting it. It's interesting, but we've just got to work with what we've got, basically. And it's going to make you guys super busy now. I hope you're taking on more staff. <laughs> Yeah, it's been um, a very chaotic 10 days in I the bet. office. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if, sure. if you want any sort of help on em employing people, give us a shout, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know how to get them over it. <laughs> Hey, we might need some people, that's for sure. Well, that's that's what I was going to say as well, Charlotte, is because I know, you know, within our group, as you, as you know, you're part of that group and we support people moving to New Zealand, but New Zealand has got a very, very, I don't, it's the word, a, a reputation, let's say, for being extremely difficult to get into compared to moving to other countries. And you will know this yeah, because like this UK. is your business. Yeah. Mm. It's like, oh my God, you know, to get into New Zealand is super hard. So do you think that's going to change New Zealand's, you know, like, it, will it still be known as the place that is super hard to get into? Or is it, is it what, what do you think it's going to look like from now? Yeah, this has made it slightly harder. That's for sure. It hasn't made it easier. Um, the other thing they've introduced is that you can, if you don't have a pathway to residency, so for example, if you're a CNC machinist, um, you can only hold a work visa for a maximum of five years, and then you have to leave for at least twelve months. So you have a stand down period before you can come back again. Um, so it is harder, absolutely, or it will be harder. Um, so that I don't think that international reputation will change. Um, I don't think it makes New Zealand any less desirable though you know we're no. still a great place to live work play um you know we're this tiny little safe nation at the bottom of the world so well so to speak yeah, <laughs> we're, like, we're, not, we're not on anyone's radar internationally um so yeah I don't at all people will still want to move here if anything I think it makes it even honestly it's like you know when you know you're not allowed to do something and then you really really want to do it because you're not allowed it's like no that's the only way I want to do it you know it's just it yeah. makes it more desirable because like I don't know it's just I this is my personal opinion of it is you know, if you go to a country that, oh, yeah, it's easy to get in there. It's just like, no, I don't want to go to that one. I want to go to the one that's, you know, really Super wants hard. me. You know? yeah. <laughs> one that's really hard to get into. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, I think it's good that, you know, they're looking at wages this time. Because I know when I came over 15 years ago, you know, they could have paid you $5 an hour, you know, or whatever the minimum wage was. And that's what I, I was literally, I think I was on $21 an hour. You know, mm. and, you know, I was on the equivalent of, $80 an hour when I was in the UK. So it's like, what, what's the point in coming over? Yeah. You know? And yeah, that's so it's, it's, it's it, I, I think 
this is good that it's like, you know, you've got to be a accredited company and pay them proper money, like, you know? Yeah, so um, even if, for example, let's say you're someone with a PhD and you get a job offer, um, regardless of what that job offer is, you still have to be paid at least the median wage, which at the moment is $29.66. Yeah. That will likely be reviewed at the end of the year. Um, it is reviewed yearly by immigration. So there is still a threshold you have to meet. So, yeah, you can't hire a migrant and pay someone $10 an hour. Um, yeah. The other thing employers have to do, is they have to pay market rate as well. So if you're an electrical engineer and your market rate for that role is, let's say, $55 an hour, you can't pay someone $29.66 yeah. because that's not the average for that industry. So they do, that is another um, threshold, basically, that does protect people to make sure they're not exploited by employers by underpaying them. Yeah. Um, and as a whole, it drives up wages in New Zealand as well, which um, I don't know, the moment might not be good with inflation, but um, overall, I think it is a good thing. Um, helps Kiwis be paid more as well. Yeah, yeah. Then they can spend more. Yeah. Charlotte, going yeah. back to something you just said earlier about um, if if you are married to a Kiwi citizen, because we've come over quite a few of these of these um, situations where yeah. people, you know, they're, they're married, but they still can't get over. And that's always baffled me. It's like, surely mm. you're allowed. But has that changed? Did you say that has now changed? It hasn't changed. Um, it's meant to be under review. So at the moment, if you are in a relationship, so you don't have to be married, if you're in a relationship with a New Zealand citizen or resident, you have to be able to prove you've lived together for a minimum of 12 months. Um, so it's things like, you know, have you got a shared rental agreement or do you own property together? Um, can you prove you've got address? Uh, sorry, not address. Can you prove you've got correspondence coming to the same address? Um, and it's not that hard to meet, but obviously not everyone, you know, not everyone has that kind of documentation depending on how you set your lives up. Um, we get clients coming from parts of the Middle East, for example, where women aren't meant to have their name on anything so in those situations it can be quite hard we have a couple who've perhaps lived in Dubai for 10 years um and definitely in a genuine and stable relationship and definitely have been living together but because of the way that society works they can't prove it so it can be hard in those situations um if you're from generally any other country it's not too bad because you just need to show you know whether it's online shopping bills or yeah. You've had your new driver's license sent to your home address, whatever it might be. Most people will have some form of documentation with their name and address on it. It is getting harder and harder these days because it's like, you know, you tick the box. I just want emails. I want this. I want that. You know, and it's your address sometimes just isn't on there, is it? Like, you know, I know mm -hmm. the banks tend to be, but it's. I know what, yeah. if I have to, I'm setting up a, I don't know, a Forex company or something, and it's just like, where's the latest? you know one that's less than three months old it's just yeah, so hard yeah, yeah it's true um charlotte uh, you are so super helpful like i've said before we absolutely love your company and i know that everything is on a on an individual basis so it's the, this is why we did this like news flashy sort of thing because i know that when we open it up to the group understandably people have got like very personal questions um I know that you're free. You offer this free um, consultation to see whether people are eligible to move to New Zealand. Can you just give us your details and let everyone know how they can find you and, you know, where to go from from there? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, first off, if you are already in New Zealand and you haven't yet applied for residency or you don't know what your pathway to residency is, um, if you're worried that this policy change may impact you negatively and you can't apply, or even perhaps you're still eligible, but it's going to mean you have to be here for three years before you can apply, um, reach out now. We do still have time to get your expression of interest in under that current 180 policy. So there's two selections happening at that threshold. Uh, the next one is the 21st of July and the very last one is the 16th of August. So you still kind of have about six weeks to get sorted. If you are really worried about it, um, definitely email us now for the eligibility assessment because we can give you that pathway to say, yes, you absolutely have to apply now or, hey, this is what it might look like um, once that new policy comes in. So feel free to reach out. Um, my email address is charlotte at nzshores.com. Um, Charlotte's about typical way, uh, C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E, um, or reach out via the Slack group if you're in there. But yeah, absolutely feel free to send through an email. I'd much rather be bombarded with 200 emails and know that perhaps those 200 people didn't end up in a bad predicament than um, not have people reach out. So that's feel fantastic. free to get in contact um, and we can yeah, let you know what that pathway looks like. Brilliant. And before we let you go, is there anything that we haven't asked you that you need to share that's, you know, that the, anything else that we needed to cover? Um, I will quickly just cover, so there are two um, industry-specific pathways to residency as well, which I didn't actually talk about previously. So there's the transport sector, um, which is a special limited um, pathway to residency. So there's a number of occupations in there, including truck drivers, bus drivers, um, ships captains, aviation refuelers. Uh, they've basically stood this up as because they know there's a shortage of those people in New Zealand. So that's another pathway that if you perhaps get a job offer as a truck driver, for which there is a massive need in New Zealand at the moment. Um, Kiwi employers love truck drivers from the US and the UK. So that could be a really good option for people if they have experience in that space. Um, once you've worked in New Zealand in one of those occupations for two years, uh, once again, you can apply for residency. That won't be with us forever. So immigration have you know quite clearly said that is a limited option. We don't know when it will cease to exist, but it may be in two years' time or four years' time, but definitely consider that as an option. The other um, pathway to residency is under the care workforce. So if you come and work in perhaps a rest home as a care worker or you're perhaps employed by an agency who sends people out into the community to provide care to people, that's another um, special pathway to residency once you've worked in New Zealand for two years. So I guess as a summary, at the moment, we're sitting with the skilled migrant category, which you require six points for. Uh, the green list, tier one, you can apply straight to residence. Tier two, you can work in New Zealand for two years and then apply for residence. Then we've got the care workforce um, special agreement and the transport sector special agreement. So there are some pathways there. Um, and like I said, it can be a case of we just look at your overall situation and then pick out what's going to be the best option. So if you were a, a UK truck driver and you were coming over, what sort of wage would you be expecting to get as a truck driver in New Zealand? They still have to pay you that minimum of $29.66 per hour. So they can't pay you any less. Yeah. Um, I've seen truck drivers all the way up to $35 an hour recently. So it's right. not bad, <laughs> not yeah. bad for driving trucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, New Zealand needs you if you are a truck driver. And um, New Zealand Shores does actually have an employer who's desperate in the South Island for class four and five drivers. So if that's you and you're from the UK or the US because that's where they want people from, please reach out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Happy to hear from you. 
This yeah. is so exciting. Do you know what? I'm just imagining, I'm thinking, why do Kiwis want American truck drivers to come over? And I'm just imagining like this big, you know, like you see in the films with a honk, honk, you know, like, it's just like this, <laughs> and, this and, big character. Yeah. Eddie yeah. Stobart guys in yeah. England driving down the M4 thinking, yeah. Maybe the South Island of New Zealand would be pretty yeah. cool than driving into London every day. You and, know? You, and you see on the films, like, there's these really cool women who drive trucks, like, you know, in America and stuff. And it's just like, they have like this whole life going on yeah. driving trucks and that's stuff. It, yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh, that's funny. Anyway, that's just me going <laughs> off on a tangent. But Charlotte. It does conjure a certain image, doesn't it? It yeah. does. It does. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm so proud of New Zealand for doing this because this is fantastic because why why aren't people being brought over you know like well, yeah. truck drivers and know. you know all the tradies and things like that it's just like this is just so exciting yeah. it really is because it's yeah I, i'm really happy about it do you know and what I the know trouble is Liz? i was talking to someone in the supermarket the other day and she said oh my son you know i told him because uh, no it was actually i was at the firewood place and she said i, I, I can drive tra- tracks and trailers and um uh, trucks and everything she said i taught my son i said to my son you go and get your license straight away and she said, mm-hmm. as soon as he got his license, he moved to Australia because <laughs> he could get that's more money. It, it, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. that's, that's not good, is it? Like, you know, and, he, and he's in a, a mine in Perth or something, um, you know, running the show or whatever he's doing down there, like, you know. Huge money too. Yeah. Um, yeah, on a similar note, I do actually know a lady from the running club I belong to who's just semi-retired and she just went and got her class five license. And now in her semi-retirement, she's picked up a driving job two days a week and she's off driving these huge trucks and she's loving it. Oh, Brilliant. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Got, her, got her office job and that's it. She's off driving trucks. So Fantastic. Yeah. So Charlotte, one more time, what's your email address? Uh, charlotte at nzshores.com charlotte nzshores.com i'll put it underneath yeah and we'll put it in the links thank you so much for joining us this monday morning um and just filling us in on this exciting news i know it's going to be such it's going to be welcome to a lot of people and it's such helpful information yes yeah and we'll get this um into our slack group and we'll get it uh onto our podcast as well because we've just released your other podcast yeah the, the video will be going out um in the next uh, sort of five or six days and then we'll release this one straight after that as well um, yes i've already had some um really cool emails from people too so thank you for those who have reached out already and i look forward to hearing from more of you fantastic Great. okay charlotte you have a wonderful day awesome thanks okay, guys see you thanks. soon bye. Yeah. See bye. You bye bye Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We have loved having you here with us. If you love this week's show, please share this with your friends. Send it to anybody you know that wants to think about moving to New Zealand and get on over here yourself. And tell them how brilliant it is as well. And also, if you haven't signed up for our free five-day video guide showing you what life is like, really like, in New Zealand, then go over to the website and sign up. You are missing out. This is brilliant go over to www.nzahead slash free and we will send you five days worth of videos about what life is like in New Zealand. You are going to love it. So one more time, that website that you need to sign up for the free five-day guide is www.nzahead slash free. So we're going to see you next week. Until then, have a great week and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Say bye again. Bye. Bye. (laughs)